Good morning and welcome on this Friday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to be looking at the book of Luke, at the story of the young rich ruler that came to Jesus, asking him, you know, what he might have to do to inherit eternal life. Now, when it comes to provisions and when it comes to money, we've already seen that Jesus asked and told them that you cannot serve two masters. There has to be a balance. There has to be an understanding. And there is and there are extremes where an individual will go either one way or another, but somewhere in between there is a balance in the Word of God. You have those that will teach that, you know, no child of God should be poor, that we should all be rich, not just rich, filthy rich. Which if you look at the Old Testament and you look at the New Testament, yes, there were people that were very, very rich. But the thing is, it wasn't every single person. Not every single Jew, even though they were under the Old Covenant, was in that condition. But they were promised that God would bless them. God would meet their needs. God would protect them. God would provide for them in all kinds of different circumstances. Then you have the other extreme, where some believers believe that we should be just basically poor, shouldn't have anything that should keep us humble, and that uh, it's actually a grace to be living in that condition. But when you look at the scripture, Jesus said, you will always have the poor with you. He didn't, always, he didn't say you will always have the rich. He said... You will always have the poor with you. So that provision is made for them in the scripture to provide, to help them. Uh, when it came to even picking up your, crop, uh, your crops, uh, not to gleam all the four corners, but to leave some for them. The story of Ruth is a very good example of this. Where God had made provision in his word that his people provide for those that are less fortunate. But here in this story, we're actually given some eye-openers into understanding and trusting God, but at the same time, going to another extreme and then truly finding out that our heart has not and is not trusting God, but has trusted in riches or money or man or something else. It says in Luke 18, 18, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And that is an excellent question. What shall we do in order to inherit eternal life? And of course, when we talk about what shall I do to inherit it, it could be talking about an individual saying, What are the works that I have to do so that I can earn it? On my own or the question could be viewed as what do I need to do that I may be a partaker of eternal life and Jesus said unto him the first thing that he corrects him is why do you call me good you called me good master and none is good save one that is God meaning According to the book of Romans, in the Old Testament, you also find that there is none good save one. 
our, all our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. But because of Christ and what he did at the cross, we are brought to a righteousness that is by faith, not by the law, that makes us stand before God and we are considered before him in a right standing because of our trust, our belief, our reliance on Christ. So he tells them that there is none good but one. Then he brings up the issue. Now Jesus had a way because of the Holy Spirit of exactly knowing how to answer a question. And then how to redirect it in such a way that the individual then actually exposes his or her heart before God and then comes to realization, this is the number one question at the moment. This is the issue. This is the foundation. This is the base of everything uh, that you are actually wanting to know. And it is exposed by the word of God. And Jesus tells them in verse 20, Thou knoweth the commandments. And of course, every Jew was supposed to know them. In fact, he was supposed to have a good, a good portion of the, uh, the Old Testament, the, the Torah, uh, the, what we call the Pentateuch, the five books of Genesis, the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Uh, memorized. They, should, they, they were supposed to know this. Now, there's a big difference between just knowing something and knowing it and doing it. It says, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And of course, that one does say it's the first commandment with uh, the promise of life that, you know, you will live long or have many years. And in verse 21, this is a surprising answer because he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. Ever since I have been young, I have kept all of these. I have done what it says. The promise in the word of God was in the Old Testament, if you keep my, my commandments and hearken unto my voice, then, then I will bless you going in, bless you going out, I'll bless you in the city, in the country. I'll bless your, the fruit of the, of the womb of, 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 of your wife and the fruit of the womb of all your cattle and your animals. And uh, you're going to lend to me. He, he gave them the promise that they would truly be blessed. And they would be blessed. But remember, once again, you have individuals in the time of Jesus that were very rich like uh Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, uh, these men had a lot. But then you also had the poor that were at the gates uh, begging. You have the widow uh, that put in two mites. You, you, you look at the whole picture and, and you see a completeness that you had from one extreme to the other. But this man, he had been blessed because he had kept the commandments of God but it is those commandments were, were they were sent to be our school teachers they were sent they were given so
so that they could guide us up until Christ would come. Well, Christ came. The individual came to Christ asking him, you're here. Now, I have kept the commandment. What do I still need to do to inherit eternal life? And he said, all of these have I kept from my youth up. Verse number eight, uh, 20, 22. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Now, he had kept all the commandments, not one, not two. All these have I kept. Because of it, he had been blessed. The doors had been opened. But his heart had been exposed to something else. And now Jesus was exposing it to himself so he could realize in what condition he truly was in. Now all of these things I have kept. And Jesus heard these things he said unto him, Yet thou lackest, yet thou lackest. You have done all of these, but yet you lack one thing. Sell all that you have, distribute unto the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Now, of course, we could spend the, the rest of the time just on what took place right here. But for our understanding and for our purpose of God being our provider, it means that just that he had trusted God to provide for him by keeping the Ten Commandments or keeping the commandments of God, that God would provide for him in like manner, in like manner, he would provide for him what he would need if he helped out those that were less fortunate. Distribute unto the poor. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor. That means he could have helped a lot of people. And remember the scripture does say in the book of Proverbs, he that lendeth an, or, or he that giveth unto the poor or helps the poor uh, lendeth unto the Lord. Now stop and, and, and ponder and think about that just for a second. That an individual that is helping out the poor is an individual that is lending unto the Lord. Now that that in itself is something to think about because the blessing of the Lord, it's the one that maketh rich. It doesn't add sorrow to it. But he that is giving to the poor, he that is helping. Now, Jesus, in his ministry, when he walked on the earth, he had a treasurer. And it was common for Jesus to tell him, which was Judas, go and give to the poor or help the poor. And that is exactly what happened on the very night that Jesus had the Passover with them and was establishing the new covenant in that he said, go and do what you need to do. Now, he was, of course, talking about go and betray me. I know exactly what you're going to go, go do. But the other apostles or disciples, they assumed that he was going out to go give to the poor. So, when we look at this, 
there is a responsibility that falls upon us to help the poor. But then an individual will say, well, I myself am poor. This is where we look to God to make provision for us and to be able to supply the needs that we have at the moment. God doesn't want us to stress out. He doesn't want us to worry. He wants to bless us. Now, of course, when I say bless, it doesn't mean that uh, he's going to drop billions of dollars, you know, into your lap all of a sudden. Because if we cannot be faithful in that which is the least, if we cannot be faithful in the things that are little concerning money or finances, uh, how can we be faithful in that which he truly does give us of our own? So, the scripture says, if you do this, you go and sell, you go and distribute, and you give to the poor, then you're going to have treasure in heaven. And that's where Jesus had made mention in the other teachings that we have been looking at. He had made mention that where your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. And Jesus was literally telling him, you asked me about eternal life. I'm going to tell you about where your heart is and the condition that it's in. If you do what I'm telling you, then you're going to have the treasure of eternal life in heaven. And you're going to have to follow me. And in verse number 23, and when he heard this, this one entire little discourse, when he heard this, he was very sorrowful. Yet the blessing of the Lord does not add sorrow. He was sorrowful because he was very rich. It probably had cost him a lot of effort, a lot of time to get to the place where he was. Since doesn't say exactly how old he was now, but from his youth, he had kept the word of God. And now at this point, he's the one that asked the question to Jesus. Jesus just simply answered the question that he asked. What shall I do to inherit the kingdom of God or the, the eternal life? And the man himself found himself in a situation where his heart is being exposed by the word of God and he doesn't like the answer. He really thought that he had it made if I just keep the commandments, I'll be safe. I'll be, I'll make it. That's all I've got to do. But Jesus brought the reality of the heart open. It says in verse number uh, 24, And Jesus saw him that he was very sorrowful and said, How hard shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God or how hardly, how difficult shall it be? Why? Because they enter into different types of temptations that those that are poor enter into which are very different. Well, consider this food for thought. See, our time has come to an end. Join us on Saturday as we continue along this line and see what happens at the rest of the story, what Jesus concludes with and tells them and tells his disciples what needs to be done. But until then, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Be prepared for Jesus' return. Amen.